to Why or Why, the podcast where we talk about things with an element of mystery, confusion or misrepresentation. I'm Matt Harless, I'm a musician and journalist. I'm AJ Hill, I'm a comedian and idiot. And today we're going to be talking about Billy Mitchell, Donkey Kong, Twin Galaxies, Steve Wiebe. I'll think of a better, uh, blah, 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 blah. I think I'll think of a better title <laughs> before this episode goes out. Uh, and it'll probably be one or a mix of those things, the sinister underworld of competitive Arc- retro gaming yeah. arcade video gaming yeah yeah so mm. this was my idea well it's not my idea so yeah. i'm gonna give props to my colleague jamie because i was talking about donkey kong with my new colleagues at work and um he mentioned that we got into talking about donkey kong we got talking about things around Donkey Kong and a documentary that we're going to talk about called King of Kongs, which if you've not seen King of Kongs, folks, I recommend you watch it. It's a fantastic documentary uh, and quite surprisingly very entertaining to be about Donkey Mm. Kong. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he told me that the story had gone deeper down the rabbit hole since I had sort of left things in 2007. So um, we're going from there. Now, Donkey Kong is a game very close to my heart. Well, um, before before you get too far away, I need to do the... The housekeeping, okay, as always. So, if you like what you're hearing, you can support us on buymeacoffee.com/y0ymcr, or just follow us around. <laughs> well, I mean, you definitely can't do that at the moment because of the COVID restrictions. So, we will be reporting you to the police. Um, <laughs> no, Matthew. <laughs> but uh, well, actually, by the time this goes out, it'll probably be a lot more open, everything, won't it? So, you might be all right. Uh, you can also find us on social media, uh, YOY Podcast. We are on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. I also created a Twitch account for us the other day. Did so, you? Good. Yeah, so we'll be on Twitch. I don't know what we're going to do on Video Twitch, footage but... of Matthew trying to get past the first screen in Donkey Kong, <laughs> I assume. You know what? That's that's not a bad idea, actually. Maybe, maybe we should do that. Also, I think we, we haven't done this on the podcast before, but I feel as though it might be a nice thing to do is just to talk about our, our other projects. So I'll start off with mine. I am also in a band called Matt Heartless and the Maverick 7. And that is how you can find us on social medias. Had a bit of a boon today when I found out that Muse had shared my cover of their song Plug In Baby, which... Congratulations, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Is... It's pretty cool and yeah, quite unexpected. And really, I wish I could just like go back and show my 16 year old self because I think my 16 year old self would have cried with happiness um, had that happened. But yeah, as um, as well as doing this podcast, AJ um, makes some brilliant comics uh, for Crimes Against Hilarity, which is his comedian page and you can also find him on instagram do you want to tell us a bit about that yeah so i i draw silly pictures um with crap jokes since lockdown i've not been able to do that on stage so i, I do it <laughs> in the medium of uh internet facetimes so you just see pictures of me uh comics even just silly little web comics uh like one line jokes or two two panel jokes and that's it um mm. usually about current topics or just random shit that enters my head that day yeah, yeah, it's it's very much in the in the same kind of oeuvre as Jim will paint it or Nathan W. Pyle or um, what's the Simpsons drawing? I can't draw Simpsons cartoons or something like that. Yeah, the, yeah, just, yeah. Um, yeah. 
yeah, that <laughs> but, guy. He's, he's where, where the artwork is presumably intentionally really bad. Mm. Like, um, but yeah, it's it's, it's in like that, that kind of oeuvre, and they are they are really good. There, except very, in my very, instance, it's just the best that I can do, guys. Like. <laughs> No, no, no! Don't, don't put yourself down, man. They're they're great. I I really like them. I Thank think they're you. fantastic. I haven't um, been doing much of it at the moment because I've been getting used to playing synthesizers. Oh yeah, well, you know, you never know. You could start a uh, a music page of your own. Well, Maybe I, I'll I'll try my hand at drawing. Uh, so I mean, you know, I I know I'm very awful at drawing. So I got I got um I got some studio monitors delivered yesterday, as you uh, as you already know, because I was raving about them to you. And yes. um, I, the package was delivered, and it said put company name in. So the company name that I went with was uh, Crimes Against My Housemates, which... Uh... <laughs> that's, uh, that's very apt. <laughs> the, only, the only person who doesn't like drunk noodles is my housemate um, at three in the morning. So, yeah, there we go. Right. If you can hear me ripping a page, I'm just getting my timeline together for the conversation that we're about to have. Okay, well, I was about to say we should have that conversation. Yes. Are you, are you ready to do that? Or I am I am more Surely. than ready, Matthew. He's I, more than ready, right. Tell uh, me about the history of Donkey Kong. Before then. we go into this, I just want to say that um, this podcast is currently sp- sponsored by uh, Housemate Adam, who uh, sp- sponsored beers for my face for this podcast. So there we go. Oh, Thank that's you, nice, Adam. man. Thank you very much, Adam. It's Here also sponsored by Muse. They just don't know it yet. Yes, there we they've, go. They've said they liked one thing I did, and now, now from that, I have inferred that they like everything that I have ever done, and well, will ever do. Also, this. this podcast is also sponsored by a gentleman named David who gave us five pounds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you, David. Thanks very much to Dave Hobson for being our first do- donator. Is Benefactor. That Benefactor. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get get towards, but that doesn't sound right either. Anyway, yeah, um, Dave. Dave gave us some money on Buy Me A Coffee, which is very generous of him. Thank you very much for that. And uh, yeah, we have been working on bonus episodes and things that you will be able to get if you support us. So currently, David's the only person who can listen to that. You're in the exclusive club. (laughs) Well, he can't listen to that because he'd have to be a monthly subscriber to be able to get that. But Sorry, David, you're in the club. (laughs) He can listen to the... Because we, we, we made it available for everyone, the episode where we're talking about aliens in films. Yes. Uh, so so you can listen to that but then so can anyone because i made that public to promote the fact that we do do more behind the scenes we're talking about donkey kong which may seem like a very strange topic for what we've been discussing previously but actually i don't know i mean we're we're sort of a history podcast yeah is it, yeah really? but we talk- and, and this is history it's is- more recent history than most of the things we've talked about but-, but it's a very strange thing it's a very donkey kong is if you don't know donkey kong is is, is an arcade game which was made in 1981. So it was made in 1981 as an arcade game, and it was made by a company named Nintendo. Now, Nintendo was a Japanese card manufacturing game, uh, card gaming company, yeah. uh, set up on September the 23rd, 1889. Yes, yeah, I knew this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, so yeah they, they dealt in playing cards way, way, way before. <laughs> Obviously, because there weren't video game consoles knocking about in yeah. 1889. So now, so. in the late 70s, and early 80s, arcade games became quite popular. In Japan, for example, mm. Space Invaders caused a coin shortage. It oh, was yeah. that popular. Yeah, I think I've, just... I have I watched uh, a, a documentary series that was on Netflix. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it was called, but it was like the, the history of, of gaming. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, if you haven't Probably watched High it. Score. High Score, yeah, that was it. Which yeah, I've not yeah. seen, but oh, people well, have been telling me about you it. You should, you should. Yeah. I mean, just, just just watch it for the intros alone. I love the intros because they've got like all the sort of retro 8-bit computer graphics. 
for like the, the 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 sort of opening credits, which which looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, uh, so yeah, I, I found out a lot of things that I didn't know about you know how video games in their current form came to be and how fortunate it, it was that they were even able to develop to the point where they are today. Like yeah. you know, it nearly didn't happen, which is quite cool. But yeah, anyway, sorry, carry on. Uh, well, no, you're right. Like Pong, for example, was like just basically a bit of a sideshow and all of a sudden yeah. that became really popular people were like well i can play tennis in my home and yeah, yeah so it sort of went from there but it was never meant to be what it has turned into which is wonderful uh, you know that in of in and of itself is such a, a lovely thing but nintendo very nearly wasn't a thing nintendo nearly didn't happen so nintendo was trying to break into the um american market and um off the back of things like space invaders and stuff like that they tried to make a space invaders style game called radar scope um, which was really popular in Japan. So Radar Scope was popular in Japan, but it completely bombed in the US. They just weren't interested in it whatsoever. So the US market was just not caring about... We're in the Cold War. We've got submarines with radars. We don't need to bother ourselves <laughs> with that nonsense. A bit too a bit too um, real. Yeah, so they, they made 2,000 cabinets and sent them to the US, and they just failed. They just didn't yeah, make a lot yeah. of money. I um, think this is what I was talking about, about you know the potential failure of a yeah. lot of American companies... That was kind of like the tipping point as to, you know, whether whether video games would have progressed at all or not. Well, Radar Scope nearly bankrupts Nintendo, basically, because of it being such yeah. a big flop. It caused massive problems. They were like, look, the next thing needs to succeed. We need to sort of win the next one mm-hmm. to sort of get there. So Nintendo hired a gentleman named uh, Shigado uh, Miyamoto, who had never made computer games before. But this is a gentleman. Miyamoto is a wonderful human being. He created Mario, Zelda, Donkey Kong, and basically all the most famous like Nintendo characters. characters. This guy came up with their concept. Yeah, yeah, I think he's he's in high score quite a bit. Yeah, because he's yeah. A, he's a he's an excellent dude. He's yeah. done wonderful things, and for Donkey Kong, he did something that nobody had ever done before in video games. He wrote a story. Yeah, <laughs> he wrote a narrative for what was going on in the actual game, and the narrative yeah. was this: a carpenter. A carpenter has been mistreating his pet gorilla because all carpenters have pet gorillas. <laughs> of course. And uh, the gorilla um, escapes his escapes his like cage and he kidnaps the carpenter's girlfriend and starts climbing a construction site. And so Jumpman, as he was then known... Yeah, Mario. Mario now. was then yeah. known, a character who has yeah. appeared in over two th- 200 games. Uh, this was Mario's first ever game. Yeah. And Jumpman, as he was first known, goes to save her. And yeah. he has to climb the construction site. And that's who the player controls. To get, is, yeah, that's is, who is the player... He, yeah. he, they control Jumpman. The then carpenter and now... Um, and now... A plumber. A plumber, yes. Now it gets more interesting with Mario, but we're going to get onto that soon. But this was basically... First of all, Nintendo were trying to get a Popeye... Um, license to do a Popeye game for this. Oh, really? That's what okay. they're trying to do. So basically, Mario was meant to be oh, Popeye. Wow. And oh, and then uh, Donkey Peach. Kong was Don- Donkey it Kong was. It's not Peach. Is it? Who it's is Pamela. It? Pamela. Oh, right. But it's Peach in Mario. No, no, no. Pamela was Mario's girlfriend before Peach. This is what we know. Don't yeah. know what happened to Pamela. I guess the idea right. that like she'd been going out with a guy who had oh, a so they're, so they're been characters rather than an evolution of Jumpman to Mario. Pamela and Peach are different characters. Pamela and Peach are different characters, yeah. Right, okay. So Pamela like was going out with Mario. Mario had been mistreating a gorilla, and she went, fuck this, dude. The gorilla just took me up a construction site. You you can piss off. You saved me, thank you, but I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> this has been a weird yeah. day. No, fair enough, yeah. Like, I can understand that. But well, anyway, so she, she was supposed to be olive oil, then. She's supposed to be olive oil. So, yeah, she was supposed to be olive oil, and uh, Bluto was meant to be Donkey Kong. So that those three characters. Right. So they changed okay. that. Why is Donkey Kong called Donkey Kong? 
Oh, this is one of those things that I have heard before. And it's like, it's it's one of those general ignorance things, isn't it? It's, it is a general ignorance thing. It is. It's, it's assumed that it's got something to do with King Kong, but it doesn't. I think this was in high score as it, well. It partially has something to do with King Kong, but... The, and I guess, I guess big, big monkey climbing up scaffolding towers and stuff made people think of King Kong. So one of the theories is that it's meant to be a translation, a translation error. So it's meant to be Monkey Kong, but like they translated it to Donkey. Oh, all right, okay. But that's not true. So what it actually is, is that um, Miyamoto was thinking about Stubborn Gorilla. That's what he wanted to call it, Stubborn Gorilla. And so like in Japan, like King Kong is just a generalized term used for like a, a menacing ape. That's basically oh, right, and donkey stub, stubborn as a mule. So stubborn as a mule, right. so he changes donkey. So that's why he came up with Donkey Kong. So right. that's what stubborn ape. Okay, stubborn ape. Stubborn ape. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's that's interesting. Yeah. But the best thing is that in America, they were building these cabinets. So they're building these cabinets in America, trying to get this their thing out, but they're they're struggling because of, you know radar scope did not do well. So they took they took the two thousand cabinets back for radar scope. And they tried to start converting it into uh, Donkey Kong. And along came the landlord, Mario, <laughs> who said, yeah, you're behind your rent. I'm going to evict you. And so Nintendo were like, please don't do that. Like, they discussed it. It's like, we've definitely got something here, which is we believe is going to be a massive hit. Please just give us, a, give us some leeway. Give us some slack. And that'd be brilliant. And for whatever reason, Mario was like, yeah, go on then. And so they made him And so they would have made him Super Mario. Yeah. So... so that, that that I had heard. I think that's in high score as well. Yes. Well, the problem yeah. is that like, so I'm I'm a socialist, as you know. I'm yep. a, I'm a so am I. mainstream socialist, and my whole life I've been rooting for a landlord. Go on, landlord. <laughs> who tries yeah. to save the aristocracy? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The worst. Message of that. Although wasn't wasn't there like a theory that that Mario was a communist, and that's why he dressed. They put him in red. Maybe like it was I mean, like it was like an urban an urban legend that he was actually you know yeah the USSR had influenced it somehow. But if you look at it, you've got a landlord who um, the mushrooms are the working class, and the landlord to get stronger eats the working class to get bigger. Yeah. So there we go. Read into that what you will. That's what I'm faced with after researching this game. Well, okay. <laughs> We're getting very off topic, so let's let's bring it back. So, so, so yeah. are we getting off topic? We're talking about Mario. Yeah, he's the he's the main hero. Uh, so, if you don't know how Donkey Kong works, the gorilla climbs up the construction site and then he starts lobbing barrels at Jumpman. And these barrels they go down the ramp of the, the scaffolding, which the gorilla has slanted by jumping up and down. And uh, mm. the barrels can hit you. Now, I don't know about you, Matthew, but from playing. Street Fighter and playing various games as a child, I thought barrels were going to be a much bigger issue <laughs> in my adult life than they actually turned out <laughs> to be. Like they've not, they've not been that. They've not yeah, been such a bad thing. I mean, even when I was a barman, like barrels didn't cause me that much hassle. Sometimes they sprayed yeah. beer in my face, but they weren't trying to crush yeah. me. Or I put my back out moving a barrel once. But well, yeah, I think I think that's my only barrel related incident. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen and friends. In between, uh, Matthew has um, knows Ma- you know Mario's paint. <laughs> you're, uh, yeah. you're well acquainted. With- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a gorilla yeah. threw a barrel at me and it put my back out. No, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> um, Donkey Kong was massive. The demand for it went through the roof. So originally yeah. they put it in two places in the Bay Area, 
um, to see how it would do. And it was making over $30 a day, which in um, 1982 money was a fortune. Yeah. Um, so they sold over 67,000 cabinets. Uh, they converted the two radarscope, uh, 2,000 radarscope cabinets into Donkey Kong cabinets. And they even changed the boards to make them Donkey Kong boards, which is incredible. But then in 1982, things got a bit weird. And they got weird in a, for this podcast in an amazing way. So, Matthew, Nintendo were taken to court by Universal Studios. Do you know about this? I, I think this was in high score as well. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember why. Oh, no, it was, yeah, it was something to do, it was something to do with characters or un, unlicensed. Oh, no, I'm, I'm thinking of something else, actually. No, you're not. You are no, close to this situation. I'm, I'm thinking of some guys using, like, essentially building new games out of kind of like emulators, not emulators, but like, they were sort of like putting in new circuit boards for cabinets. And the parent company tried to sue them and it didn't work. So I'm actually thinking of something else. But Well, um, okay, but it, it's quite similar. So in 1982, Universal saw that like video games were getting quite big. So they wanted to like move into arcade gaming. They basically asked a company called Tiger, who made those little handheld devices, you know, the little black and white, like, it's like, it's like Etch-a-Sketch, but like, yeah, 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 you used to get them in supermarkets and stuff. So they asked them to make a video game and basically they, Tiger asked Universal if they could use Donkey, uh, King Kong as to license that. They were like, can we use King Kong to make video games? Because they just wanted to make a ripoff of Donkey Kong. So like Universal, not knowing about Donkey Kong, were like, yeah. So what happened then was that Sid Seinberg, uh, Scheinberg, sorry, Sid Scheinberg, the president of Universal, he found out about Donkey Kong and he thought that Donkey Kong violated their copyright on King Kong. So he's like, well, that's clearly just King Kong. So you can't do that. You Nintendo owes mm. money. So they took Nintendo to, to court now. Oh, is it one of those things like the um, the Barbara Streisand effects where because of the increased press attention about Donkey Kong because of this lawsuit, then it became much more popular than it otherwise would have been? I mean, that might well be the case. I don't actually know that. I would assume so because obviously if it's in the paper, you go, well, I've got to play this. And um, but, it's, yeah. but it's, it's 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 like our blurred lines became the biggest selling single of whatever year it came out because it was really controversial. Is it? Yeah, yeah. And so because it was, you know, it would have probably been one of those middling singles that would have just, you know, maybe been number one for a week and would have flown under the radar otherwise. Mm-hmm. But because it was, yeah, because it was in the news week after week after week, people were saying this is horrendous. Um, it's it's so offensive. Loads of people listened to it. Loads of people bought it. it ended up being the biggest selling single of the year. So that that happens quite a lot. People never learn. No. Well, the president of Nintendo was worried, a bit worried about this, so they hired they ha- they they had a an American lawyer called Howard Lincoln, and uh, Arakawa, the president of Nintendo, went to uh, Howard Lincoln, and um, basically Howard Lincoln, first of all, when they tried to trademark like Donkey Kong, he was like, "What's this thing called? Like, this isn't what this isn't gonna go." So when they came back and like, "This is really successful." But Universal is trying to sue us. He was like, "What? Like, you do you're really successful?" Like, "Yeah, trying to sue us," and he went in. Howard Lincoln, being the boss that he is, went into a meeting with like Universal Credit and um, Coleco had. Who the Universal Credit? Sorry. (laughs) Universal Studios. Let's start again. So, yeah, (laughs) Howard Lincoln went into Universal Studios, and whereas companies that had been working with Nintendo, like Coleco, had caved to uh, Universal's demand and just like paid them sums of money to like make the cabinets, uh, Howard Lincoln went in and went, We are not going to buy the Brooklyn Bridge. Because what happened was he'd done a copyright 
report and nothing had come up, it'd been fine. It's like, yeah, that's a separate thing. It's all right. And so in June 29th, 1982, Universal filed a lawsuit against Nintendo and Nintendo hired a gentleman named John Kirby. Oh, yeah. yeah and, and the character Kirby's named after him. It is. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, he's it's small, you. pink and powerful. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So what happened was... John Kirby, it's such, it's so mad because at the time you've got to understand that like today when you say Nintendo and Universal, they're two of the most recognized brands on the planet. But at the time, Nintendo was just nothing. It's a little card yeah. game. Yeah, it's a card yeah. manufacturer from Japan that's trying to move into the, the American market with one game. They've had two games out in America. One of them's failed. The second one's doing okay. But like they're like, well, we want in on this action. And so like John Kirby goes in and they discover that basically King Kong is public licensed. So they take him to court and they explain, like Miyamoto explains in court that like the reason he called um, Donkey Kong, he was called King Kong originally, is because in Japan, King Kong means menacing ape. They had a cabinet, they had a Nintendo cabinet in the uh, courtroom and they were playing Donkey Kong oh, yeah, yeah. To, show the, to show them how the game worked. The guy called Judge Sweet, he's called Judge Sweet, which is the sugar on top of this whole story. Hey. Judge Sweet threw it out of court and went, look, A... King Kong is public license. We've already proven you've had a court case previously, guys, Universal, which where you've been talking about it being public license. And B, what I've just seen has absolutely nothing to do with King Kong anyway. So it's like, this is completely ridiculous. And so like Nintendo was awarded damages of $1.8 million in 1982, which today is worth considerably more than that. Well, yeah. You know, and the, the sweetest thing about that is not only did John Kirby get a character called Kirby, a little round pink man uh, yeah. named after him who was super powerful, but also he was given a sailboat that was worth $30,000 called Donkey Kong. <laughs> he got a Donkey Kong boat. And um, and nice. Howard Lincoln was made president. They were, they basically went, do you want to be president of uh, Nintendo US? And he went, yes. <laughs> Just quit his job. And uh, he ends up like, Running a baseball team. That's what we're up to with Donkey Kong. The reason we talk about that is to let you know that the history of Donkey Kong is quite weird. Yeah. There's a David and Goliath story in there, which is good. And that's not the only David and Goliath story to feature. Indeed, indeed. um, So, King of Kong. King of Kong. So, we're getting on to a documentary that was released in 2007, which I've seen and you've seen. And some of you at home listening to this podcast or in your offices listening to this podcast or on a bus listening to this podcast, it's widely available, folks, uh, have maybe heard the story of King of Kong's A Fistful of Quarters, which is a documentary from 2007, which tells the story of a gentleman named Steve Weeby's attempt to gain the high score on Donkey Kong to get into the Guinness Book of Records because he wants something to do. Because uh, life yeah. is long. And why not? And you've seen it, Matthew. What was your thoughts on King of Kong? Uh, I, I I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was saying to you before we started recording, uh, I I have a feeling that they they not necessarily biased, but but they they portrayed Steve Weeby as a saint and Billy Mitchell as a complete villain. And I presume it's probably more nuanced than that, but. In terms of like a feel-good thing to watch, it was quite nice to see Steve Weeby, who was this quite unassuming guy who was just good at something and wanted the recognition for it and his battle to get that recognition and, you know, eventually winning that battle. Yeah. Um, which was really nice to to watch. And, you know, I think the 
the right people came out smelling of roses in that story. Now, to be fair to Billy Mitchell, Billy Mitchell is one of the most famous arcade players of all time. And he looks he looks like Peter Dinklage. He looks like Peter Dinklage. He's got long hair. He wears very funky ties, like me right now. You can't see it, but I've dressed up for the occasion. Um, like Billy Mitchell. Like Billy yeah. Mitchell, yeah. I do kind of like his, his get-up. And yeah. his sort of like he's very carefully, almost like penciled on beard. Mm-hmm. And he's very he has he has a cool look. Doesn't make him any less of a twat. Well, <laughs> so Billy, so Billy Mitchell is an arcade player. He was the first person to get a high, the highest score, the world record on Donkey Kong. And that's an, that in and of itself is a fascinating story as to how he got that score. Billy Mitchell, all credit to him. I'm going to try and be objective about all of this. So yeah. Billy Mitchell in 1982. He was invited with other people by Life magazine to go and sort of like play Donkey Kong. And there was a gentleman, this is all in the documentary, there's a gentleman named Steve Sanders. And Steve Sanders had claimed to have a score of about 1.4 million points on Donkey Kong. And at this live event, Billy Mitchell showed that Steve Sanders was completely full of shit, which is in and of itself is pretty cool. He basically showed that at level 22, there is a kill screen. So the way it works in old video games is that they don't, you're not meant to play the game for very long. So Donkey Kong, the average time for anyone playing Donkey Kong is less than 60 seconds because the barrels yeah. just get thrown by this big ape. They're rolling down these like broken girders. They knock you on your ass. Jumpman, Mario and then he's dead. He never gets the princess most of the time. So basically, Billy Mitchell went along and showed that like, because of the shortage of memory and because you're not meant to get that far, he proved that on screen 22, Mario just died. Mario after just straight up and died. After yeah. five seconds, Mario's just on the screen and just goes, blah, because they, they didn't put that much memory in. There's not meant to be an end to the game. It's just, you're meant to just pump quarters yeah, or coins yeah. out of um, yen if you're in Japan. Just coins out of like customers' pockets. That's all it's designed for. Uh, someone like Billy Mitchell isn't supposed to come along and just be like, I'm just going to stay. Mm. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, basically at this live event, which must be mortifyingly embarrassing for like anybody to be caught cheating, Billy Mitchell proved that Steve Sanders had been lying about like getting the high score. And Billy Mitchell showed there was a, a kill screen at level 22 and he had a score of i have this 874,000 or something 874,200 and if i'm wrong billy mitchell please don't sue me it might be 300 but uh, either it way it might be 250 it might be 250 but billy mitchell showed at this event in 1982 that like there was a kill screen and he got this score and for 18 years that was largely considered to be the high score on donkey kong that we went unchallenged well, it didn't go unchallenged but it didn't get beaten um, yeah, in any official capacity, that's pretty cool. Basically, Billy Mitchell became a tour de force. Essentially, he was well known, sort of a, a arcade gaming rock star. Really. Yeah, essentially so. And it's it's even in the documentary. Walter Day, the owner of a place, a video arcade place called Twin Galaxies, who also started to manage the actual world records of arcade games. Yeah, he said, "Look, it's within our interests to like." make Billy Mitchell a star because he brings in revenue for us and we have a relationship. And in the documentary, I don't know how you felt about this, but I felt the relationship between Twin Galaxies and Billy Mitchell was quite problematic because I felt it was quite biased. Walter Day, the owner of Twin Galaxies, liked Billy a lot, but it kind of seems to, in the documentary, it's portrayed that it clouds their judgment as to Billy Mitchell's practice. Yeah. 
moving on to the documentary itself, at that point, it starts off in 2005, 2006, and there's a gentleman named Steve Wiebe who's been made redundant from his job, and he's down on his luck, so he does what any rational person would do, and he spends over $1,000 on a Donkey Kong arcade cabinet to play video games all day. Because he decides he just wants to be the best at something, so he decides that he's going to be the best at Donkey Kong. Yeah, because his, have, cause it, cause his yeah. backstory was that um, like he was a um, quite a good pitcher in mm-hmm. baseball, but then he had some sort of injury that meant he couldn't pitch in like a really important game, and yeah. so he, he, he never made it. And then he was also a musician as well. Like there's quite a lot of uh, him playing the piano in the documentary, yeah. but that never really worked out for him either. So he was the kind of person that had just all these knockbacks where, you know, he was never really appreciated for the things he could do really well. Yeah. And like, we've all been there. <laughs> but yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, so Steve Wiebe in the documentary is painted as an everyman. And he seems like a, he, to me, he seems like a nice guy. So there's parts in the documentary where they try and put him head to head the people who made the documentary, they're clearly trying to sort of like paint him as like, it's a David and Goliath story, possibly like, I don't know, maybe they were into the, the history of like Universal versus Nintendo. So well, see, he's kind of Nintendo. painted as like a yeah. Nintendo character and like Billy Mitchell's, Billy Mitchell's like the Universal type character. Yeah. yeah. And um, there's, there's these really cringeworthy scenes where they sort of like get whoever is directing it, they get Steve Weeby to phone Billy Mitchell's mobile, cell phone if you're in America. Uh, they get him to phone his cell phone and like he leaves these really cringeworthy messages going, "Hi, hi, Billy. We need to sort this ruckus out between us. Yeah. Uh, we need to get this sorted. Where I need to go head to head. I need to take you down. I uh, hope you're okay, mate. Bye, bye. <laughs> it's just really like, oh, yeah. he's just not the kind of guy that should be forced into that situation. Yeah, like, that's yeah, not, yeah. That's he, doesn't, he, doesn't, get, he doesn't do trash he just, talk. Yeah, he yeah. just doesn't do trash. Talk. He's he's not a wrestler. He's yeah. just he's just a dude who's now a, a, like a high school." teacher you know teacher of like you know people who are like teenagers mm. uh he teaches them science and he is not a walter white type character like he's not <laughs> like he's not like yeah i play donkey kong i'm a badass and i kneecap people like it's not, <laughs> that's not him there's no, no. crystal meth under the cabinet <laughs> well uh indeed so speaking of the cabinet so he managed to break the world record on on his cabinet at home yeah. And he sent he sent the most adorable video world record breaking video. <laughs> where is where is kids like demanding that Daddy that he comes out? Yeah, yeah, and wipes his wipes his ass on the toilet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daddy, I did poo poo, and he's like, "Not now! I'm going for the world record." Shut up. Why is his kid French? Daddy, I did poo poo. Uh, Daddy, I did. Yeah, I um, I'm known for my terrible French accent, guys. That gets sent off to Twin, Twin Galaxies. Galaxies. Their referee verifies it and says, "Yeah, that's great." And then one day, um, some of Billy Mitchell's friends show up to, with Twin Galaxy representatives, show up to Steve Weeby's house when he's Billy not in. Mates. And they're like checking out his cabinet and seeing if it's legit. It's really quite a shocking scene. His wife's like, yeah, there was just random dudes in my garage one day. Just like. Yeah, because he's not even there either. I, th- I, I think this is the, it's his mum who lets them in. Yeah, the mum's like, hey, we're here from Twin. <laughs> like, Twin it's not Galaxy. like the cops. It's like, hey, we're here from an arcade. We're here for an arcade. We need to check your system. Do you have a warrant? Well, no, because we're from an arcade. Like everybody knows that nerds. Everyone thinks that jocks are the worst people in the world, but actually, nerds can be the most vicious people you've ever met in your life. So basically, it's yeah. the most vicious nerds you've people, ever seen. People, yeah, yeah. People who are really intelligent and really competitive will think up all kinds of sly ways to undermine other people in a way that, yeah. Yeah. So there's a guy called Steve Coe. Is it Steve Coe in the documentary? 
Uh, He's one of Billy Mitchell's friends. Brian Coe? Brian Coe. I think. Yeah. I mean, I saw it a few weeks ago. You saw it today. So it, I saw it today. I can't remember if it's... I thought it began with a B. I think it's Brian... Like, the sort of V is pro- protege. Yeah, protege. Certainly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's Brian. I know Billy Mitchell gets a bad rep in that documentary. To me, Brian Coe's the, the worst... Yeah, like, he's he's just like a hanger on, isn't he? Yeah. So, ba- so basically, what it is is um, you get the. F- I I I feel kind of like a bit sorry for him because you get the feeling that he wants to be so much more than he. Might yeah, be. yeah. He wants to be more like Billy Mitchell and thinks that like sort of like attaching himself to Billy Mitchell like that rubs off on him. But you get the feeling that Billy Mitchell doesn't care about him in the slightest. So I will say this for Bro- uh, for Billy. So Billy said that in the do- he didn't realize that when he was filming the documentary he was going to be portrayed as a bad guy. So like he he does come off as a terrible like as a pantomime villain in that documentary, and he was like, I didn't realize yeah. that was what they're going to do to me, and that's fair enough. I mean, there's that whole scene where he's like he's having like fun and laughs with an old lady who he sort of mentors to play video games. She's into it's, uh, I think it's, it's cube cubit cubit. Yeah. So there we go. Thank you. So she plays this video game, and he's shown as like quite endearing towards her. But like the way, even the way it's portrayed in that documentary, it seems quite manipulative at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Even though like he's trying to be, he's like, yeah, I'm really good friends with this person, blah blah blah. But then it's like, well, then he's like, here's a tape of one of my high scores. Like, yeah. you need to go and show that little old lady. I'm going to push yeah. you into the road. Well, like, I think it's 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 like I was saying um, earlier on. It's just you know the. I presume real life is the real life of it is far more nuanced than yeah, yeah. than the documentary. But, but yeah, I mean, doc- I think I think the thing with Billy Mitchell is that you know he'd, he'd held this record for however many years it was, so it and then you know his, 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 years, his, yeah, yeah, and and his ego was so fragile that when somebody else beat it, he just couldn't accept it. Mm. Uh, you know, he had that kind of entitlement where only he deserved to be the world record holder, and you know nobody else should be able to take that away from him. I mean, this Which is, is like, yeah, like Steve Steve Weeby seems like a really nice guy, so there's nothing like vindictive about it, and you know, in, in in just in the spirit of it, should have accepted that okay, this guy's beating me, I'll I'll just try to beat his high score now. I suppose the thing is with Twin Galaxies and like this relationship that they've had, like you know, if if he's been being told that he's he's really special and he's the most awesome gamer in the world for nearly twenty years. Then you know he probably is going to be quite entitled. So, so, it's, you so know, the, how much the, of that is is him being a knob, and how much of that is him is you know it's just the yeah. sort of the, the nature, so uh, the it. nurture rather. So the owner and referee of Twin Galaxies, Walter Day, I think it's like in 1984 he awards um, Billy Mitchell Player of the Year. So like he took Billy Mitchell on on he he had like a US gaming team. Like there was this thing called Electric Circus where like all the best players from the US came together and they played loads of video games yeah Walter Day then gets Billy Billy Mitchell and he's like you're my bo- you're my guy he gives him player of the year he takes Billy Mitchell around the US to like play video games in every major city which is sweet because Billy Mitchell's only a kid at the time he's like a teenager maybe in his early 20s yeah he's not he's not he's not like he, you know obviously in the show we watch he's like it a middle-aged dude yeah. Yeah. yeah so he just goes around that's like that's gonna go to your head, you know. It's pretty cool. Whatever we talk about from this point on, Billy, please don't sue me. <laughs> Billy Mitchell is a fantastic gamer, and he's done some. He's really good at Donkey Kong. Yeah. He's he's really good at Pac-Man. He was the first person to get a perfect score on Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah. So Pac-Man has a very similar thing to Donkey Kong, where you get to a certain screen, 
and it kind of goes iffy because it's like, well, you, yeah. you've got first. It's run out of memory. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. In 1999, Billy Mitchell's awarded a Gamer of the Century Award and the, the guy who owns... Uh, well, the today. No, no, no. It's the guy who owns... Um, the, oh, guy, the guy who owns people, Nintendo. Not Nintendo. Pac-Man, whatever company. Is it uh, Namco? Namco. So the president of Namco, who's called Messiah, something <laughs> his first name is Messiah. Uh, Fucking hell. Right. <laughs> basically, in front of about seven in front of about seventy thousand people in nineteen ninety nine, Billy Mitchell gets a perfect score on Pac-Man in Japan. So he yeah. just does that and he's a, he's given a plaque and he gets the uh, title um Player of the Century. Player of the Century, uh, in front of seventy thousand people. And that's quite the achievement. Hmm. Um, seems quite cool. It, it seems quite cool. Yeah. So Billy Mitchell's a great video game player, and he's a he's a restaurateur, and he seems quite successful on that. He's a patriot because of all his American ties. Oh yeah. And the fact God, that yeah. like his ties are just ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah. Because because there's a bit when he's saying like, oh, because you you get the the three letter um, codes and you put and in your high score, and his his was USA. USA, yeah. He was yeah, just like, yeah. oh, I've got friends from Canada and Mexico, but USA always needs to come out on top. And it's just like, mm. <laughs> just like yeah, it's a bit full on. Yeah, there, Billy, a bit full on. Uh, we're from the UK, where patriotism seems uh, <laughs> yeah, a funny it's thing. Not so, quite like, as... Yeah, it's not quite. Yeah. So haven't you got a queen? Yeah, she's our Mickey Mouse pal. The thing is, right, that like. He had a score of eight thousand seven hundred seventy-four. So eight eight hundred thousand seventy-four eight hundred. <laughs> you, you shouldn't have started drinking before you no, started this. I, it's not that. I literally, Would you like I, me to throw no. you some? I'll get I'll get my phone out and I'll find some random remote villages in Cyprus that you can try and pronounce the names yeah. of if you prefer. No, no, no. I I literally Matt. I literally wrote these things out with. Eight million, like often eight million or one million, and in letters, and then the number, and then whatever, because I'm just crap with numbers. So sorry, eight hundred and seventy-four thousand three hundred. That was his score. Right. Okay, and that stood for more than eighteen years. <coughs> and in two thousand and four, Billy Mitchell managed to beat that by getting nine hundred thousand, nine hundred thirty-three thousand, nine hundred, uh, which Ooh. again isn't actually mentioned in the documentary from two thousand and seven, no. which is quite interesting. No. But Billy Mitchell apparently did that. Steve Wiebe, in about two thousand and five, smashes that score and gets what is largely considered the first over a million point score on Donkey Kong. And then Brian Coe goes to Steve Wiebe's house and goes, "No, no, no! Like, what's going on with this board? Blah, blah, blah." And weirdly, Twin Galaxies turns around and goes, "Yeah, you didn't do it in front of us, so we can't verify that it's no. actually done." Come and do it on our machine. Come and do it on our machine. Which yeah. he does. He does. And so, he breaks the record on their machine as well. Gets to the kill screen. So yeah, he breaks so yeah, he breaks the he, he doesn't get over a million, but he he beats Billy Mitchell's previous high score. Recorded high score, yeah. yeah. And then he yeah, gets to the he gets the first kill screen in Twin Galaxies, which is the one of the most hilarious things about the documentary. Brian Coe is Fuming, and this yeah. is why I don't like him. He's like Jabba's little mate, like Salacious B. Crump. He's just over his shoulder going, Yeah, ah, what's going on there? <laughs> oh, there's a kill screen. There's a kill screen. <laughs> there's a kill screen. Anybody want to watch a kill screen? Yeah, because yeah, he's, Wee- he's trying to put him off. Isn't him off. Yeah. Steve Weeby, like the little boss that he is, just sits there and just carries on. Yeah. Fucking well, well, he actually says later on that, that he was he was getting fatigued like halfway through, but then when people had started to turn up and watch him, that actually gave him. 
uh, a like a bit, of, a bit of adrenaline, a bit of energy to then and get also, it finished. So, got some little yeah. asshole over your shoulder going, bah, bah, bah. you just go, fuck you, dick, and I'm, I'm going to smash yeah. this. And yeah. that guy's just, yeah. So, yeah, Brian Coe throughout that part is just like, like if, I thought I was going to be the I'll one to what, get the first yeah. kill. Grade. I'll tell you what, if if, <laughs> if Billy Mitchell's the USA, Brian Coe is the UK. Like, yeah. let's, let's put it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just the little guy around the shoulder going, yeah. We're with this I'll guy. I'll do you yeah. in, yeah. Mess with me, you can mess with my big mate. (laughs) Exactly. Billy Mitchell goes to Twin Galaxy, smashes it, and then... Gets upstaged by... I say Billy Mitchell, didn't I, then? Yeah, yeah. So Steve Steve Weeby goes to Twin Galaxy. Goes to Twin Galaxy, he smashes it in front of Brian Coe, who's really pissed off. Hilariously, if you watch the documentary, it's, it's the most comedic thing you've ever seen. And then Billy Mitchell just sends a videotaping. So Billy Mitchell just sends this videotape in after Steve Weaver's been told to go to Twin Galaxies to prove in front of people that he can, that his scores that he made that were over a million were authentic. And they go, oh no, it's fine. Billy Mitchell's our boy. It, it's all right yeah. if he sends a and video. Like, and like the tape's really dodgy as well because it keeps like, like there's a lot of like disturbance on the tape yeah, as well. So, so it's, it's, it's that's just hi- like... That's kind of highlighted can't... in the movie. It's kind of highlighted yeah. in the movie where they sort of focus in on like distortions in the VHS tape that are like things. over where the score is as over well where the score so is yeah, yeah, like, it's yeah. Over, and it makes it look like there's like frames jumping and stuff like that that's how it's portrayed in the movie again Billy I'm not saying that that's what actually happened I'm just saying that if you watch the movie it kind of looks like that Steve is understandably quite upset because you know this guy this hot sauce salesman <laughs> doesn't come down to prove anything he basically just like sends a videotape in which Steve himself was told that he wasn't allowed to do. He was told, you're not allowed to send a videotape and you need to prove to us that you, you're legit and above board, which is fair play to Steve Weeby. He did. His his score was um, 1,006,600. <laughs> I didn't even have to write that down phonetically. Well done, me. Uh, but the problem is that there's a guy called Roy Schultz, Mr. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's a... He, to, to be honest, I think out of everyone in the documentary, he comes off the worst because he just... He's he, nuts. Like he's not even in the documentary that much. At the few times he's on it, he manages to manages to say so many offensive things about women. It's just yeah. like, <laughs> just like you don't even see them as people, do you, mate? Like, yeah, he's so he seems like a nasty piece of work. But I think, again, I don't know how t- how true this is in 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 the documentary. This was like Steve Weeby just you know just thought he was just a guy who just wanted to help him out and was was glad that he helped him out and then didn't really realise what. Well, so the, the the context was of like his relationship with Billy Mitchell. Yeah, so Mister Mr. Mr. Awesome had quite a frictious, fractious, uh, fractious relationship, yeah. fractious relationship with Billy Mitchell. Basically, so yeah, so Steve Weeby at home got um, one million six thousand six hundred points, and in person at Twin Galaxies he got ninth nine hundred eighty five thousand six hundred points. And the worst thing about the documentary, in my mind, is that basically. Steve Weeby achieves that score, 985,600 points. He achieves that score in front of people. And at the same, like about an hour later or less than an hour later, like there's just this video footage that Billy Mitchell sent in. And Billy Mitchell's score on that is uh, 1,047,200. Everyone's like, oh yeah, that's brilliant. Like everyone's like cheering and clapping. It's like that guy just literally in front of all of you, that guy's literally just got the highest score that has ever been seen in the world. And you're clapping a video that you've just seen. Oh, it it, it makes me mad. It makes yeah. me so mad. 
And yeah, yeah. So, I think I think it's, it's it's at that point when when you can see Steve realizing that like this is a club that he's not in. Yeah, yeah. He's not invited to. He's not a member because he just thought he's an outsider. Go, yeah, he, yeah. If I go down and do the thing they want me to do, then that's fine. Which is yeah. exactly what he does. It's like, which is a little naive, I suppose. But yeah, I think you know he's, he just has just didn't really think about just like I mean, well you know. I just I just want the recognition for getting the world record without you know it was just just an honest guy about it rather than you are yeah. you are right you say it's naive but when you think about it like who would have thought like competitive like arcade game playing would be that cutthroat because I didn't expect that like well it's no brutal. it's brutal and like that that score that Billy Mitchell submitted via videotape that was submitted to the Guinness Book of Records who like verified it and were like yeah that's the score. Even though Steve holds both live and taped scores, mm. you know, at one point, like, that's higher than that. Billy Mitchell, his score on tape just got verified by Twin Galaxies, which, you know, yeah. Steve Weeby's score via videotape didn't. And that sucks. Yeah. That really sucks. Which is, which is more, you know, there are fewer concerns about Steve Weeby's tape than, than there are about Billy Mitchell's as well. well yeah, it's hard so, it's, yeah, because it's hard as Because, I mean, they, they went round and checked his machine as well. Yeah. Didn't find anything wrong with it. So, yeah. like, how much more verified than that can you get? And the fact that Billy Mitchell is also, at it, according to the vid, the uh, documentary, according to the documentary, the fact that Billy Mitchell is also a referee for Twin Galaxies, like, this seems really... Like, when I was watching yeah. that documentary, like, this seems really unfair. Like, come on, like, what's going yeah. on? It's very odd. But then we move on to, after that, Matthew... And yes. dear listener, things get weirder. They 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 really do start getting weirder. So that video, the administrator of the Donkey Kong forum, like website chat forum, he started raising concerns about how it looked. So he was like, I've looked at that video. Kind of looks like that's done over an, over an emulator and not on the original board. So the reason they were looking at Steve Weeby's board... He's decided to filter on to make it look like he's doing it on a board well it gets very complex so basically the reason they were looking at steve weeby's cabinet is because there are there are what they call mame so mame is a version of their computer emulation for video games there are yeah. mame high scores and like things like that but if you change things in an emulator to make things work a bit more it changes how the game dynamics work so the thing is it's like if, if it's not an original board and it's not working the way it's meant to work it changes the variables of how you can get that score. So so there are main sort of things going when we turn it into an emulator. And if you go online, folks, you can play like emulators of Donkey Kong. Yeah. But it's not quite the same as playing it on a cabinet. Now, I don't know if you know this, Matthew, but I had I at one time had all the high scores on Donkey Kong cabinet, every single Donkey Kong cabinet across Greater Manchester. <laughs> did you? Yes. I did, I did not know that. I uh, I went to every single one of them. I found where they all were and did that. Now, my high scores were... Around seventy thousand, not uh, <laughs> yeah, not, 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 not 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 quite in the yeah. same league. As, not quite me yeah. standing there for three hours like Billy Mitchell and Steve Weeby did. But yeah, if you play it on an emulator, it works a bit differently because it's been ported essentially to a different thing. They've changed mm. the parameters, they've changed the circuits, yada yada yada. So anyway, this expert in Donkey Kong called Mister Young, he looked at it and went, "That's not right. There's something wrong about that." And he analysed it, and yeah, he wrote a report saying this looks dodgy, and so that caused a bit of doubt in Billy Mitchell's uh, arguments and testimony as to how well he'd done. Basically, in 2014, Twin Galaxies was sold by Walter Day to a another gentleman. A guy named Jace Hall bought Twin Galaxies 
and so he started running it. And around the same time, it was reported on the Donkey Kong forum that Billy Mitchell's scores didn't seem right. It's like the video didn't seem right. So there's various things around this. So it's been analysed. Around the same time, like Billy Mitchell started filing lawsuits. So in the in the late teenies, as we'll call them, what is the, the I don't know. from 2010 to 2020? I've just called it the tens. The tens. So yeah, in the late like like you with the nineteen tens. Yeah. So in yeah. the mid to late tens, Billy Mitchell started filing lawsuits against people left, right, and center. Billy Mitchell starts filing lawsuits left, right, and center for anybody who challenges his credentials and his the claim to. Uh, <laughs> okay, so 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 we're going to get sued, is what you're saying, AJ? Well, no, because we're saying allegedly, and uh, and I've, that's, I've, I've, I've that's, I'm I'm trained as a journalist saying allegedly is not enough. Okay, so um, I, I will defend this. Billy Mitchell is an excellent gaming person, and from yeah. what I've read from other people, basically in, in terms of defamation, it's like even if we say a ale- you know, it's it's like saying you know if 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 people said allegedly AJ is a rapist, like the thing is is that that would still be defamatory even though they've said allegedly. Because what they're communicating is the idea that you're a rapist. Okay. So, so, so you know, even though you could say that's not true and they could go, oh, well, we, we didn't know whether it was true or not, which is why we said allegedly, you know, the, the idea has still got across is that they're putting that idea out there about you. So it's, yeah, we, we have to be a lot more careful than we have been being. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we should address that now. Well, we are we... just interested in the story the the history of this yeah. and the irregularities in it. Billy Mitchell, clearly a very skilled video game player, to have held, to have held a world record for Donkey years, Kong for 18, 18 years, years yeah. is um, quite an incredible achievement. He was awarded player of the century. You know, he's clearly not bogus, but and yeah, there are some odd things going on here which are quite interesting and that's what we want yeah. to look at. And we, we are not casting aspersions onto... Billy Mitchell's character in terms of is he legit or is he a cheat? It's more about well, I mean, certainly from my point of view, it's it's more about it's looking at looking at his intentions. Just just like you know, he, he doesn't come across very well in the documentary because he, he looks like a manipulative, arrogant kind of person, and it's you know like how much of that feeds into what's going on. So yeah, that's the legal bit covered. YouTubers have said various things about Billy Mitchell, and Billy Mitchell's response to them has been... To sue them. To sue them, yeah. So Billy Mitchell <laughs> has fired a lot of litigation at various people, including Twin Galaxies. Yes. Um, so Twin Galaxies basically said they agreed with Mr. Young, and they said, actually, the concerns that you raise about the video that was submitted by Billy Mitchell is legitimate, and we are going to discount his scores. So Twin Galaxy discounted Billy Mitchell's scores, as did the Guinness Book of Records. records, Yeah, World Records. So they they discounted that, and Billy Mitchell, understandably, was not... Even though he actually got out of the video gaming industry in 1984, so in 1984, the year that I was born, Billy Mitchell was like, this is going south, because it was at the time. They were burying video games of uh, E.T. Oh, in yeah. the desert. So, yeah, um, all these things were happening. Billy Mitchell got out of it and started selling hot sauce. Hot sauce. And wearing silly ties. They're wonderful ties, Billy. Don't sue me. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, so basically from that point on, um, people were like, well, this is iffy. And I get it. We all know that powerful men are men who've had levels of importance and power and fame don't like it when their legacy is tarnished. So Billy Mitchell yeah. wasn't happy about that. And I get it. I do get it. But like, 
there were questions raised and Billy Mitchell just started firing off these litigations. So there's a gentleman named Apollo Legend. Now, Apollo Legend is quite an important person in this narrative. So Apollo Legend was a YouTuber. It's quite a funny video. He goes and confronts Billy Mitchell dressed as Billy Mitchell about his uh, questionable past because it's been questionable. Man, that's even if even if Billy Mitchell is a bit of a knob, that's still quite a that's that's just designed to trip him out. That yeah, it? like if 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 somebody came up to challenge me dressed as me, that would be like kind of you know it, so, yeah you'd, you'd be thinking. Is something, why, what, you'd be starting to think, am I going a bit mad? Like, am I, am I being really paranoid thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. that, yeah, that's... No, you are, yeah. you are right. So basically what happened is Apollo yeah. Legend, he started to gain traction as a YouTuber from reporting, he used to report on speedruns. So like speedruns are basically yeah. where you try and do a video game as fast as yes, possible. Yeah. And basically Apollo Legend managed to prove, or at least report on, um, various people who'd been speedrunning and cheating. So what you do is you basically splice footage together and the way that yeah. you find out the the uh, speed run has been falsified is you don't look at the the videotape as you don't look at the actual footage you look at the sounds what happens is when two frames of footage are spliced together the audio drops and because of the drop in the audio which you can check in a program called audacity which i know that you know what that is <laughs> <laughs> oh blimey that's that that's so sweet that they're checking that in audacity there you go but that's that's um, what they're doing so they check these audacity things. by the way for those of you who don't know i i do actually edit the podcast on audacity because it is it is free but it's it's, it's quite an old and quite a basic program uh and is you know hardly the most uh, um, spe- specific thing. I mean, I I I find that quite odd that that so many people fall for that because that's like when I am editing sound and video, something that I usually make make sure about for every little cut that I've done that there that there um there it is crossfaded, it overlaps so that you you don't get those 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 little things like mm-hmm. that. So it'd be much harder to tell that in Audacity or whatever um audio program you wanted to use i suppose if you wanted to use something like audacity you could use adobe audition they don't sponsor us i don't know why i felt the need to bring that up but uh yeah audacity was that's that's, that's quite sweet that's what they use to yeah, prove so people the are cheating the video game that's what they use because basically yeah. so mario 64 is a good example of this so basically in mario yeah. 64 you just jump from place to place go around mario's back in there you see and basically paul legend reported that like the way they were able to find out that some speedrunners have been cheating is literally they'd been splicing video pieces of video footage and like even myself when i'm playing since terribly which is something i've recently started to do i can use very basic apps on my phone to sort of like put footage together which is clear that i've put footage together but like the sound seems to not move on that so like you know it's very easy to sort of splice these together so to the human ear it sounds like it's all good but a computer program like audacity goes well there's a massive drop in audio Mm. at that point so that's what he started reporting on and he basically apollo legend got very big for that and then he went after billy mitchell and yeah it's a weird way now apollo legend as a human being seems to have been quite a disturbed individual so he used to make videos and he used to, he was big in the video gaming speed running community. And he was meant to be like, or arranging a thing called Oceanside. Oceanside was meant to be like a big speed running community event. And it didn't work out because Apollo Legend was a bit unreliable and kept disappearing due to mental health issues. So Apollo Legend had mental health issues. It was reported by a YouTuber called um, Argoose. 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 like the like the shop, but more in goose form. Um <laughs> Fargas wasn't already irritating enough. Yeah. Just 
fill the geese. Little gremlins at the back. It, rather than, yeah, our white goose, that's what in there, but I call him our goose because... He's um, our goose. Yeah, instead of like having little like pixies in the back who are hungover trying to get your stuff down from shelves, imagine geese, geese. that are hissing. Well, it's like, it's like a, the, an untitled goose game and they're just dragging it out of the way. Exactly. There are people who made a lot of like money from speedrunning, basically. And um, Apollo Legends sort of pointed out that they were all wrong and he made a lot of money from that video. It was at the end of 2017 that he caught those people cheating. And in April 2010 of uh, 2018, no, April 10th, 2018, sorry, he released footage of him confronting Billy Mitchell, dressed as Billy Mitchell, which is quite funny, but also, yeah, yeah he basically like I said, went, I'm a, a big fan, too. but why have you been cheating on Donkey Kong? That's basically what Apollo Legends did, which is a bit grim. You don't... Don't get up in someone's face, man. So, like, if you watch the footage, basically, Billy Mitchell's just like, oh, you're a fan. <laughs> oh, you're insulting me. I'm, I'm leaving, which is a perfectly normal yeah. human reaction to I have. Think, like, I think, I think that, that, that's, a very, that's a very reasonable response, yeah, actually. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, just be like, oh, okay, right. And, yeah, just, just getting out of there. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, cause this, so this is where Respect. I feel a bit sorry for... I'm going to say this, right? This is the bit where I feel a bit sorry for Billy Mitchell because Billy Mitchell was painted as a bad guy in King of Kongs, yeah, yeah. and he was like, I didn't know I was going to be painted as the bad guy. I just thought it was like literally just talking about my achievements, and all of a sudden, like I'm painted as yeah. like Goliath and David kind well, of yeah, like this, thing. This is yeah, this is the thing that I was saying about you know perhaps Steve Weeby being a bit naive about it because like one of the first things you get is um, Billy Mitchell talking about like the, the the world of competitive gaming. Yeah, you, one one thing that he instills is. That you know, it it is a competition. Like you, know, you, you're not. It's not this kind of. Yeah, we we have this rosy idea of sport and sportsmanship. I think it might be more peculiar to the UK than than a lot of other places where it's you know we we hate people who do things that are unsportsmanlike. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like the Diego Maradona hand of God. You could say, is that really cheating? Like you know, the the referee got away with. You know, if he bribed the ref not to you know to allow that goal. That would be cheating, but you know, he just tried something that was cheeky. The ref didn't see it, and he got away with it. And that's kind of how Maradona explained it. And so I think there there is kind of a thing like that. Is you know, you need to do things to put all of the odds in your favour if mm-hmm. you're in a competition. And you know, some of that may not be sportsmanlike, which you know people will always criticise you for. But you're doing that so that you win, and it's your name that people know. And so I think you know, I I, I think with all competitive industries whether it be sport whether it be gaming or whatever i think you know th- there's always an element of that, that that is probably a bit kind of ugly a bit unlikable about it well but you know i'm prepared to look past that even with, if i think it's a bit you know with, with regards to um you know with regards to like billy mitchell he did say like he did say in his video uh not in his video sorry he did say in king of kongs that like you need to be like you need to get the edge you need to do whatever it takes to win he did say that, that yeah, the yeah things he did exactly. say but the interesting thing is, right, before Apollo's video, where the guy confronts him about possibly cheating, uh, Billy Mitchell basically used to share on social media where he was going to be so you could go and meet and greet and have a chat with him about stuff. Yeah. What happened was basically Apollo Apollo Legend confronts him because what went on with you guys and the fake board swap video? So what, what that is referring to is there was an instance with, um, I think it's a guy called Brian Childs, that might be wrong, but Mr. Childs got two scores on Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah. And he used he used the same cabinet, but he swapped out boards. So he's like, well, this is the board for that game. And this is the, you know, computer board for that other game. But like, again, this is something that 
Mr. Young, the uh, administrator of the Donkey Kong Forum, was like, well, this looks a bit suspicious and looks a bit weird. So that's what they raised. But it's, again, it is dickish to just confront somebody. So what happened on the back of that is Billy Mitchell was like, well, I'm going to sue you because how dare you sort of make claims that I'm a cheat and a liar. I don't like that, which is understandable. On April 10th, 2018, that footage was released. And then the speedrunning event was cancelled because Billy Mitchell filed litigation against Apollo Legend, um, which, yeah. you know... It, it's understandable. This guy's reputation is built on him being a world record holder for, you know, video games. Yeah. Billy Mitchell got a lot of heat. But it gets re- it, get, it gets bad. It gets bad for Billy Mitchell, in my opinion, because Billy Mitchell starts to do something which I don't think is a great idea. Anybody who comments on these kind of situations, he starts firing off, like, litigation towards. Yeah. And so... It makes him look guilty, it, is, it, is the thing. I mean, it doesn't just do that. It's just like, dude, like, you're literally going... Oh, you've said a bad thing about me, which is already widely reported. I'm just going to start suing you. And you're like, don't do that. Like, come on, like, step yeah. back. Like, you that's don't... quite a narcissistic. I mean, that's what Donald Trump's been doing, really, yeah. isn't it? Just So there's a guy called uh, Carl Jobs. And Carl Jobs, he made a video called The Dumbest Lawsuit in Video Game History, which is on YouTube. And the thing about that is that he reported on all this. But Millie Mitchell tried to... Billy Mi- so he reported on the Guinness Book of Records taking Billy Mitchell's scores down. And so Billy Mitchell filed litigation against him saying you were telling fabrications about him. You said this, that, and the other. And he's like, well, even if you watch my video, Carl Jobs is saying, if you watch the video that I've posted, I don't say the things that you're saying in exactly the way you've said it. I say, you could say, well, they're kind of around the same theme, but it's not the actual thing that word for word that you've mm. posted as a quote from me. Billy Mitchell, since around 2015, has been doing this. So he, there was a... Um, show on Cartoon Network called The Realist Show and they had a likeness of Billy Mitchell where they accused him of cheating, basically. And so Billy Mitchell took them, tried to take Cartoon Network to, to court and the the lawyer went, uh, sorry, the judge went, nah, this is nonsense and threw it out of court, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's something that he's been doing. And yeah, so he's been trying to sue Twin Galaxies. <clears throat> but things get very complex because I watched something today which yeah. blew my tiny mind where this is all concerned. In November, Twin Galaxies filed litigation against Billy Mitchell. And you're like, well, I thought you okay. guys were best buds. Mm, indeed. So what What for? Why? To what end? Well. Other ways of asking that question. So Twin Galaxies was sold in, in 2014, 2015 to somebody else other than William Day. It turns out... Walter Day. Walter Day. I said William. Thank you. So... Yeah. In 2015, 14, it was sold to Walter Day. It was sold from Walter Day to um, new owners. And they have filed for damages in November 2020 because the owner is, the new owner has said that the two joint owners, which were Billy Mitchell and Walter Day, have been engaged in fraudulent activity. So apparently Billy Mitchell was Whoa. a joint owner of Twin Galaxies this whole time. Which is why I wanted to leave the, this to the, the big plot, reveal. The plot, the thickens. plot thickens massively. Yeah. This is why I was late here because I read that and I was like, I need to take a step back and process that. That is crazy. Mm. So basically, Billy Mitchell has been firing litigation off against various places, including Twin Galaxies. Yeah. And what that forced Twin Galaxies to do as a, an organization is to look into the matter more. Um, and they were like, well, actually, we've looked into it and it does look like you possibly were cheating. Notice yeah. my language being very 
Maybe, yeah. and if, and things yeah. that people have said other than yeah. me. I think from yeah. a legal standpoint, I think we're covered. Yes, good. Uh, <laughs> for that one. And so, in the litigation, Walter Day and Billy Mitchell have been accused of fraudulent activity and, and racketeering. That doesn't surprise me, because, like, from... Just just from watching the documentary, it's like, it's like I was saying before, like, it was their world, and it yeah. was, you know... And they didn't want other people to be a part of that. Well, I mean, you know, in, in the end, they kind of do accept Steve Wiebe into that. But, but yeah, they, you know, it was very much an exclusive kind of club. You know, and that, that doesn't mean to say that that means that they were engaging in illegal activity. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it does feel like it's run a bit like a... Oh, what's the? It's, you know, it's it's, it's, club, it's, it's run like. a bit... Well, you kind of, kind of like a sort of like a, a gangster's kind of thing. You know, it's a bit shady. So basically, in that sense, yeah, I mean, it is so, shady. I mean, yeah. this that, makes it again, so much that, that doesn't mean to say that means that they were committing illegal activity, but you know, it's this, yeah, it, it, it just it just looks a bit kind of sinister. Is not quite the right word. It's but, not sinister. It's just, but, it's yeah. biased. It's biased yeah. and subjective. Their approach to things, yeah, and which is which is bad when they were verifying like nepot- world records. It's nepotism, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes down to nepotism. It's like this guy's my friend, so of course he's got the high score. Like, yeah, that's yeah. It comes down, that's what it sort of appears to be. But the thing is, so Jace Hall, basically, the argument for Twin Galaxies, you can't, you can't just sue somebody for having a fake video game score. But it's fascinating because the litigation doesn't say that that's why they're suing him. This Jace Hall says, "Look, I bought Twin Galaxies because I was buying. It's even in the contract that I was buying that I am purchasing a legitimate. It's even in the contract I'm purchasing a legitimate like scoreboard." Of like factual information mm. that is above reproach, uh, yeah, yeah, and I am, I am and you're buying a reputation com- as well, like, yeah, and, and so that's yeah, so so this Jace Hall is suing suing Walter Day and, and Billy Mitchell for for damages Damage, because yes, exactly. because yeah, yeah, because like you know they've they bought it's essentially they've, they've bought a product that's not what they were told it was, yeah. you know, so yeah. in the same way that that you know you would you'd be able to get a refund on a takeaway if you asked for a you know, a chicken burger and you got a beef burger, you'd be like, well, that's not what I asked for. <laughs> I, like, um, I like the way that you're like linking that into Billy, Billy's like hot sauce. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That, that, that was entirely <laughs> accidental. But but yeah, you know, it's 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 that kind of thing, isn't it? It's yeah, just well, like, yeah, I, I bought this on the understanding that Twin Galaxies had this reputation. Yeah. And now, uh, and now, and now I've found out. In the last like that, six years. That, yeah, that may, may, maybe it's not as um, authentic as it had been presented to me when I bought it. So, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's that's entirely that's understandable. Yeah, That's it. So, like, J- that is Jace Hall's argument. Jace Hall was like, basically, I bought this company and what you've done is you've inflated, you've inflated its value by unfair and unscrupulous yeah. practices. Yeah. Jace's argument is that Billy and Walter worked together to make Billy seem like this massive thing which he wasn't. Now, this is mm. going to blow your mind because it blew my mind. So in 1999, there was the recorded first perfect Pac-Man yeah. on a, a machine, which was in front of 70,000 people. So that was something that was done publicly. But according to the, the lawsuit, that wasn't the first actual oh. perfect Pac-Man. It's just that Walter Day and Billy Mitchell have been involved for quite some time, according to the lawsuit, in suppression of other people's like gaming achievements really oh wow now that that is quite dark yeah so if you look at it because like if you look at king of kong if you use king kong as a reference like walter day says the guy in 
into transcendental meditation who became <laughs> a musician after he, he sold um, Twin Galaxies or sort of left Twin Galaxies in 2010. He said that like the, it's within our interest to promote Billy Mitchell because Billy Mitchell is yeah. good for Twin Galaxies, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and in terms of the suppression of other people's records, like... You can, you know, there's, there's no concrete proof of that, but you can definitely see hints of that. Well, it's in, definitely what Mr. Awesome argues. Mr. Awesome's well, like, these yeah. guys are up to yeah. whatever you think you know, about they, him. And yeah, he doesn't come get, across yeah, well, yeah. but like, yeah, his argument well, is with, basically With, with that. Steve Weeby, as he breaks the record in his home thing, they check his, they check his cabinet, can't find anything wrong with it, and then say, well, you need to do it live. So then he goes to wherever, does it live, and then Billy Mitchell then sends in a tape, and they're like, oh, that's fine. It, it seems unfair, um, you know wh- whether it's that's criminal activity or not is is another matter, and I wouldn't want to comment on on whether it is or isn't. You know, we we can only see evidence of the, of them doing that in this one case, mm-hmm. and it might it might just be the way the documentary is made and coincidence that's led to it looking like that. But if they did it in this one case, you do have to wonder. Yeah, have they been doing that in the past? Two other people. As well, well, who who haven't been as as, as stubborn and hardworking as, as as Steve Weeby? Yeah, so there was a gentleman named um, Tim. Well, there is a gentleman named Tim Serby, and Tim Serby uh, actually beat, and it was reported at the time he beat Billy Mitchell's score on Donkey Kong in two thousand in the year two thousand. But it wasn't until the year two thousand and two that um, Steve Weeby actually officially beat that score. And the reason for that is Steve Weeby went down to Twin Galaxies and went, I'm here, I'm doing it live now. Yeah. So, like, it, 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 it's it's crazy. They, like, they, they couldn't really stop that from happening. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, as soon as the guy shows up, they're like, well, this guy's legit. It's like, yeah, he's legit. But, like, it's so strange. Well, yeah. And so... Well, I mean, that's that's the thing, though, isn't it? Because, like, you know, say say you or I did it, and, you know, we, we managed to get a high score in Donkey Kong, we realised, oh, send the tape to Twin Galaxies. And, the, and they and they just sort of wrote back saying, well, you're going to have to come here and do it live. Like, you know, to, I mean, obviously, it was, Iowa is a lot further away for you and I than than it was for yeah. uh, Steve Weeby. But I mean, you know... Is Washington, it Iowa or Ohio? It's Iowa. It's I Iowa. very confused. <laughs> I, I think it was Cedar Rapids, <laughs> Iowa. Um, I can't remember the exact town. It might not have been Cedar Rapids, but I think it was. But yeah, anyway, Washington to Iowa is still quite a distance. But yeah, I I mean, I mean, so for for you and I, it might just, and and even if it was close, it might just be that it takes a long time to get there. It takes, you know, I'd have to be there for several days. I've got work. I've got other commitments. I don't really have time for this. And like you can see in the documentary that that his wife's not happy about him going and being left with the kids. I get my husband needs to achieve. Yeah, Steve Weeby, my husband needs to achieve something. I get that. But yeah, she's just yeah. like she's like I'm here. Like, this get is a job, dude. You just sat downstairs in the garage, yeah, <laughs> noodling away on. Um, yeah, it's just like yeah. She, she's just like you know, it's, it's this obsession of his is becoming a bit of a problem. But yeah. you know, I, I I want him to succeed at this, but it's so you know, I I guess that's the thing. Like most most people at that point would just go, ah, sod it. Well, I think you, you know? understand it from Steve Wu's perspective because he's just been like the way it's portrayed in the documentary he's, he's knocked back so many times yeah, exactly, for everything yeah. that his wife's just like well if you if it's just this small thing that you want to achieve yeah. then do it like yeah. go and i do mean it. you know he, he didn't make it in baseball he didn't make it in music and, it's and like, like he got know. sacked from his lifelong job that he's yeah, I'm, yeah. Gonna, I'm here i'm gonna be a lifer just doing this job and then oh yeah for boeing yeah boeing that was it yeah they just made it redundant and so he's like well i'm just on my ass now like it's not it's not a good it's not a good situation. Mm. So the guy's struggling mentally. He's clearly struggling mentally and his wife supports him. So yeah. Miss, Mrs. Weeby, you're a lovely lady. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you put up with a lot of 
BS. Yeah, I think I, 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 I think she comes you, off best in the documentary. Yeah, you need. In fact, all of the weebies actually, they seem like yeah. a really nice family. That Daddy wiped my poo-poo. <laughs> you know, they they are supporting each other, and they're yeah. just yeah, they, they just seem like really nice people. That which is, is, a which is really cool. Family unit. Yeah, right there. yeah. Billy Mitchell was awarded the Game of the Century award in 1999. In 1999, um, allegedly by Namco, allegedly, but um, was it Walter today? Carl Jobs in his YouTube video on this lawsuit argues that it was Walter Day okay. that awarded him the Gamer of the Century Year Award. And the big publicity photo shoot, which was taken with, a, I've got his name here, Messiah Malamora, who, presented, who presents him with a plaque with Pac-Man on it. That's not him awarding him the Game of the Century Award, as is reported by Walter Day, etc., etc., It's just him awarding him a plaque for getting for the the first score. perfect score on Pac-Man that's been, you know, largely documented. And it's also an advertisement for the 20th anniversary of Pac-Man being released on <laughs> PS, PlayStation. So, like, you're like, that's dod- if that's true, that's dodgy as hell, you know? I mean, yeah. that's, so that's what's been reported. So yeah, that and there's a there's a yeah. On well, that. I suppose it was like you know you know right at the beginning of this podcast, I made a joke about um, because Muse had seen one thing that I'd done and liked it, I could infer that they liked everything that I'd ever done or will ever do. Yeah, Muse. Like, you think know, that... that's that 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 is that same thing <laughs> yeah, though, isn't it? It's, it's, it's just like yeah. you know they've they've taken this this thing that this guy's done completely out of context. Yeah, and so it's like, yeah, and the guy who created Pac Man is named this guy, the player of the century. <laughs> so like, it's the, yeah, know, in yeah. fact, yeah, that's perfect. It's literally gone from Muse going. We like what you've done. That's quite a cool thing to them yeah, going. Yeah. That's a nice this cover. Guy, we so, support yeah. this guy through everything. This guy is a musical yeah. genius. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're all going to put down our instruments now, lads. Like, there's no point in us trying to compete with Matt Heartless. He's just the best. You know, I've, it's obviously not at all true. And yeah, it feels very much like <laughs> Billy Mitchell and Anne Walter Day did not have the this, same sort of modesty. So this thing <laughs> by Cold Jobs, this video by Cold Jobs, yeah. which reports on the lawsuit by Twin Galaxies against Walter Day and Billy Mitchell, horrified me because in the documentary King of Kongs, I just always saw Walter Day as a very naive, likable yeah. chap. And mm. so th- the the idea that this, this lawsuit basically claims that uh, Walter Day's been involved in collusion. Yeah. yeah. So the, well, the, the, the this quote... is the thing, like, he, he suddenly changes his mind at the end and it's just like, it, yeah, it did look to me like he'd just thrown him under the bus. Yeah. Like Billy Mitchell under the bus. It was just like, nah, man, you were, you were there with him. You knew what you were doing. Well, yeah. Right? So here's, so according to Carl Jobst, this is the juicy bit. In the law, in the new lawsuit, because up to this point, right up to this lawsuit, Twin Galaxies owned by uh, the new ownership, they never directly sort of said Billy Mitchell is doing something bad. It's like it looks like Billy Mitchell's doing something bad. So because of that, we can't ratify his scores. Blah blah blah. Yeah, we have yeah. to remove them because. But now in the new lawsuit, this is the direct quote from the lawsuit reported by Carl Jobs. It says, "On or about July." The 3rd, 2005, Billy Mitchell and Walter Day created a fake Donkey Kong performance of 1,047,200 points and submitted it to a, to defeat the legitimate uh, world record of Steve Wiebe with the intent of fraudulently in, inflating the value of the old Twin Galaxies and its assets in anticipation 
of a future sale of the company or its assets. Which obviously, if you, the person who currently owns it, you're like, well, you've ripped me off, basically. Yeah. Um, we've all. Oh got... yeah, so they're, they're not hiding from anything there, then are they? That's no, nope. no. Wow. So the quite fr- the accusation. Fraud was a technical was was technical in nature, and the two enlisted the help of Billy Mitchell's long-term friends, Robert Childs, who, as I said, the administrator of the Donkey Kong forums. Like, well, they switched the boards out, so uh, Mr. Yeah. Childs was the person switching that boards out. And uh, Todd Rogers, who was the mustachioed man who looks a bit like Super Mario, who uh, features in the documentary, saying that he's got all kinds of scores, which also have been uh, questioned questioned mm. since then. And uh, other referees. This is all because Todd Rogers was banned from um, Twin Galaxies after many of his scores were found to be fraudulent right. and, and impossible to actually make. On the, so like Steve Sanders back in 1982, right, yeah, Steve get, Sanders went, get, I've got 1.4 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Billy like Mitchell Billy proving Mitchell, the, the, that's that's the irony of it all. The irony of all that Billy Mitchell literally once was like, you're yeah. cheating, man, and I can prove you're his, cheating. Yeah, Bang, yeah. like there's me like proving yeah. it. Like, it's like... It's How just, the mighty have fallen. Yeah. that's Maybe that's what I'll call this episode. How the mighty have <laughs> fallen. But it's, again, the, the sordid tale of Donkey Kong, something like that. Billy Mitchell is basically the Lance Armstrong of the video gaming world. So Lance Armstrong, yeah, yeah. Has, has been found and Lance because it's a it's a very similar story in many respects because Lance Armstrong was like riding high. He'd won all those Tour de France's. Yeah, he'd recovered from cancer. He'd recovered from cancer. Yeah, and uh, still I winning. Mean, I don't know if Billy winning. Mitchell's recovered from cancer, but like, yeah, no. But I mean, you know, it it, it was the classic sort of. Like, uh, you know, sporting hero goes through a really tough time, bounces back, yeah. just, you know, a so loved, uh, aspirational, inspiring figure. And then it turned out that he'd been cheating. Yeah, all along. But, so this right. is it. But the reason, the reason, the big downfall from Lance Armstrong came from the fact that Lance Armstrong started trying to sue people because they were like, I think you're cheating, dude. And he was like, you can't say that. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue you. And because he did that, the same with Twin Galaxies, because Billy Mitchell went after Twin Galaxies and said, you can't remove my scores because of the evidence of some guy from a forum. Yeah, have now, now, now have they've Apollo found Legend. potential evidence of I'm a lot more have... kind of corruption, if yeah, you will. So, yeah, so like it basically made the new owner of Twin Galaxies go, well, I've got to look into this. And the more he looked into it, he went, well, there's discrepancies here that I can't ignore. Yeah. And so they've filed this lawsuit. I suppose it's like... Um... Um, similar to the the presidential election last year, mm-hmm. where uh, Donald Trump like filed so many lawsuits and they were all investigated and thrown out. That uh, like election officials in the US are declaring the most recent election the most secure election ever because mm-hmm. they've had to like double check and triple check so many results. Well, so, so it's you know like if 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 there was any doubt about whether you know Biden or or, or Trump really should have won. Like there, there definitely isn't now because it's just like, yeah, we, it's been so thoroughly checked. Yeah, well, that's was it. Definitely yeah. Biden. So this is one thing that I want to say about Billy Mitchell. So Billy Mitchell, in response to these allegations, has gone out time and time again, and he has proven beyond reasonable doubt that he's a very good arcade game player. Carl Jost, in that video, he says, well, Billy Mitchell's been beaten a bunch of times in like... So there's a Kong contest or something like something like that. It's like there used to be an annual Kong, you know, Kong contest, and um, Billy Mitchell apparently, according to Carl Jost, came quite low down. But also, there's lots of evidence of Billy Mitchell smashing scores left, right, and center. So maybe not having the world record, but going to like an event, 
like mm. Steve Weeby still does to this day, just going to an event and sort of doing amazingly well at playing the video game that they're playing and getting a high score on that event. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean you've got the you know the winning score, but you've done really well. Yeah, and, so, and I think and I think that's one of the sad things about about this whole story. Really, is that yeah, like he should be celebrated for being an exceptional video game player and bringing video games into the forefront like he yeah, really helped yeah. launch like he, he helped yeah. nintendo he helped right, get yeah. games to where they are today you can't take that away from billy Mitchell. and you know and yeah you, you could say the same thing about lance armstrong like you yeah. know he probably got so many people into cycling that's been ruined because of that and yeah and, and it, lance armstrong's raised a fuck ton of money for cancer research you can't, yeah you yeah. can't like dispute that so Quite, yeah, yeah. Lance so I think yeah, so I, I think similarly with 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 Billy 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 Mitchell is that he didn't need to again like no, nothing's been proven so we can't say that he did cheat but you know all of this stuff that looks a bit dodgy that that has been going on he didn't need to do any of that like he was already revered as a sensational video game player and you know his name will be in in the history books. You know, it's a bit of a niche subject, I suppose, for you know, compared to the mainstream. But you know, his his name will still be noted down in the history. Like he he had a legacy, but yeah, because of having to you know this having to hold on to being the best, mm-hmm. he's completely ruined his entire legacy. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe so, so. I mean, that's quite. Well, sad. I would say completely ruined, but I'd say there's definitely a, a spoiler on there, yeah. and like because this lawsuit's still ongoing. So yeah. at this moment in time, as of recording, we don't know what the outcome yeah, yeah, yeah. is. I'm, so these I'm are not accusations. That, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying that he's guilty of the criminal activity he's been accused of, but, mm-hmm. you know, definitely from the evidence that has been provided, he has been doing things that are a bit dodgy and definitely not, you know, he's been a bit disingenuous about a number of, a number of things, which, you know, throws his, his character into a bit of a kind of, worse light really yeah, it's I mean, like you can't really even if he hasn't done anything illegal it's now difficult to see him as an inspiration because well, it's just you know he comes the, across a bit the, of a, the way i'd say it is that yeah. like in king of kongs he says well i've been portrayed in a bad light there and it's like yeah i agree you are portrayed yeah. as a villain for a narrative effect in that but actually since then the things you've done have kind of just reinforced that like yeah the light that you're showed in for narrative well, effects yeah. and all of a sudden like, like that's what i found if anyone, the more I if read anyone it, says that asks you about whether something that you submitted which looked quite dodgy was actually you cheating and you've just sued them. It's just like, that's a bit of an overreaction. So, like in December 2020, and this needs to be said, Apollo Legend committed suicide. And yeah. It's very sad. And a lot of people have tried to blame Billy Mitchell for Apollo Legend's suicide. Now, I'm going to defend Billy Mitchell over this because... Well, I mean, as, as you were saying, he was already like quite yeah, mentally so, ill. So basically, he? like... I'm not saying that litigation filed against someone is going to help. It sounds like mm. it didn't help because our white goose reported that they were meant to have some speed running event. And our white goose suspects that the, one of the reasons the speed running event didn't go ahead was because of the litigation that Billy Mitchell filed against um, Apollo legend. Yeah. However, I think it's like, you know, you could, you could point to any one thing out of the many things yeah. that, that had happened to, to this person in his life, uh, well, I don't think and I'd say, well, that—that's the straw yeah. that broke the camel's back. But it's you know, it's it's the collective effects of all of the bad things that happened to him that, yeah, that so will have ended up with that. So yeah, I think to blame one person, yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it's, it is, is is unfair. I don't think it helped uh, Apollo Legends like mental health. However, I have watched Apollo Legends last video, which 
isn't good watching, folks. I don't recommend you watch it. But basically, Apollo Legend has a video saying goodbye, essentially. It's a farewell video going, I'm about to commit suicide. And he did. And in that, he said that he used to let a lot of things get him down, like things that people were saying about him and doing to him online and stuff like that. But he's like, what I'm about to do isn't because of them. So in his own video, he absolves Billy Mitchell and anybody of any responsibility, other people, external forces. He's like, look, I've had mental health issues for a very long time. They've been affecting yeah. me. I have physical health issues, which I've had for a very long time. They've been affecting me. This is nothing to do with anybody else. This is all on me. I, I just can't deal with life anymore. And it's very sad. But like, I've seen people online blaming Billy Mitchell for Apollo Legend's death or inferring that he's like somewhere responsible for it. And I'm saying categorically right here, right now, I don't believe that's true. I don't, yeah. I, I think that like, or at least, at least I think, I think it would be unfair to say that, that he was any more responsible for it than, you know, because I think, I think as people, we, we all have a, a sort of a duty and responsibility towards the lives of the other people that we meet and interact yeah. with. But uh, yeah, that, that doesn't mean that, that one person has more of a duty and responsibility. You know, that, that, that doesn't mean that we can't, you know, that we should always be thinking, well, you know, I can't, I can't do anything to, uh, it will be against the, the interests of, of this person just in case. And, and, and I think, well, it's, it's like we were saying earlier with, with Billy Mitchell, like when, when, when this guy came up to him dressed as him yeah. and then just started like, just you know, pretended he was a fan and then started surprising him with, yeah. with questions. That was a bit of a dickish thing yeah, to do. Yeah, it's a really dickish thing to do. It's just like, yeah, it's so you can understand for, for, for Billy Mitchell to then turn around, that guy was fucking weird to me yeah. and that was really uncomfortable, so I'm going to sue him. And so, yeah. I, and in the I, video... Yeah. Billy Mitchell looks uncomfortably. He looks like really happy when this guy dressed as him yeah. comes towards him. And then as soon as he starts questioning him about like alleged cheating, the guy's like, Billy Mitchell's like, I need to get out of here. This is horrible. And yeah. like, and also like you have to understand that Apollo Legend was making a, a lot of money from those videos. So he was yeah. making enough money to fund a, an event, like a speed running yeah. event. Yeah. So he was going to fund that mostly himself. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think, I think from, from Billy Mitchell's, point of view it's just like well Billy yeah, Mitchell this, was just firing this, off litigation left right and centre and yeah, that yeah. seems to be his like mode yeah, of brightness yeah. like you said he's a very litigious me. person yeah. but I think in, in this case specifically it's it's a case of like this this guy made me feel really uncomfortable he said things about me that, that aren't true or you know, he can't prove and you know he's he's making a living off you know, being a dick to making to people like statements that he can't me. fully prove yeah yeah, yeah 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 so yeah I think you know for Billy Mitchell won't have thought, you know, won't necessarily thought, well, uh, you know, is this going to worsen his mental health? Is it going to, whatever? It's just a case of going, well, this caused me a problem, and this is what I feel is the best way of solving that problem, and it's not a thing against. No, I'm going to make him suffer. As, as this is what I'm saying about the responsibility towards other people, and though we all have some responsibilities to everyone else that we meet, I don't think it's quite as like you know, if if, if you go out and make a deliberate act to hurt someone and it hurts them then obviously you are responsible for that mm -hmm. so you know if you if you gaslight someone or if you if, if you just you know really confuse and abuse someone to the point where you know they end up doing something that, that hurts themselves then you are responsible for that but yeah i think you know brief intersections where your life and someone else's life is crossed even if that that particular event has impacted them in a negative way i don't think it's i i don't think it's right to put the responsibility of that onto onto that person. 
I don't think for for one second that that Billy Mitchell will have looked at this guy and gone, you know what, I'm going to ruin his life and make no. him kill himself. No, like I think you know, it was it was just I don't Billy think he was, was thinking like, of him you at are all. Slandering my name, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, Billy question. Mitchell would have been thinking about Billy Mitchell and yeah. he's been going, this is bad for me. I want to solve that. And, and he, this and person thought, is also yeah. harassing me. In, in yeah, sense. yeah, quite. And yeah, like, and that's that, yeah. how it came across to me. Yeah, and I, I think it's a bit unfair of the gaming community to. To, yeah, to be honest, I think to, it's unfair of them yeah. to sort of put any blame on, on Billy Mitchell. I'm not saying that, like, having a litigation against you isn't going to put a strain on your mental health, but, like, from that Quite. last video, A, Apollo Legend says, look, this is on nobody else but me. Even the things that used to get me down, I've thought about it, and I've thought, nah, that, like, people having a go at me for various things, that's not on that's not yeah. on them. What's happening now, this is on me. I've gone past that, and I'm just at a point where I need to end my life, which is hideous. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to say that I yeah I don't I don't I don't didn't like I didn't like the accusations against Billy Mitchell in the material that I read. I just don't think it's fair. I'm not saying that he's casting the best light, and I'm saying there are questions about his legitimacy as a gamer yeah. in some respects. Billy, you're an excellent gamer. I've said that. I believe that. Yeah. But I think that like maybe what it is is I think it's like I, I do think it's a bit like Lance Armstrong and Lance Armstrong was like i need to maintain there's a need to maintain your fame there's a need to maintain your position in life and i think that maybe that's something that has possibly happened with billy mitchell that you know the need to maintain is a very difficult thing you know you get that sort of position where like i think as well i I think as well it's just the the very simplistic thing of like people just want to paint people as heroes or villains yeah and it's easy to just paint steve weeby as this this sort of saint like character the underdog who you know who was mistreated by everyone but he's he's, he's come out all right of it and then billy mitchell was a was a cheat he cheated at everything all the time he was running a um, a racketeering job with yeah. this other guy and then he's ended up making this guy kill himself and it's well, just like you know things are not as you know it's not one extreme to the other i mean it's, that's that's taking it a bit further yeah. than i guess it needs to even be where those two are concerned because literally where those two are concerned when you look at king of kong's Steve Weeby's painted as a hero. Billy Mitchell's painted as like the bad guy. But actually, when you look at it, it's like Billy Mitchell's got a record, and then some random dude comes along and goes, "I'm going to take that off you, Billy. You're like, oh, I'm the good guy. You're like what? Mm. <laughs> Who are you, and where have you yeah. come from?" Which I, I think that Billy, I think that Billy Mitchell has that a lot in life that he just gets yeah. these random people like Apollo Legend and Steve Weeby going, ha, 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 and you're like, "Dude, I'm just yeah. trying to live my life. Where have yeah. you come from?" Quite like, well, yeah. I mean, the thing <laughs> is, like, yeah, if 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 somebody using a cabinet they had at home beats your world record yeah i, I, I don't know. think it's an entirely unreasonable response to, to, to go, go is to that go, legitimate cabinet yeah, yeah, yeah we should, yeah, we should check been... that out i think oh I think, I think going there and surprising his mum to get in the house is is, is yeah, mum fucking that's fucked up. no no it was his mum wasn't it it was his mum that was that let them in his wife wasn't even there she yeah, came back you, you've had, yeah you've seen yeah sorry yeah, you've seen i saw the documentary it today, today yeah. and i saw it a few weeks back again so yeah you know but no, you're right. The way, the way that was executed was fucked up. So but, basically the way but, we're talking yeah. about it is that Billy Mitchell keeps just getting surprised by people who go, I'm going to take you down, Billy. And you're like, who are you? <laughs> like, yeah, why would you do this? I sell yeah. hot sauce for burgers. I want to leave you on a fun thing. Yeah, so we're going to have some fun facts about Steve Weeby. Yeah, right? so Steve Weeby, I think Steve this, Weeby's a uh, nice This guy. might well be the longest episode we've ever done, actually. <laughs> it's, it's you were more than welcome to cut it down. Uh, but like, yeah. Well, I mean, so, to be honest, I'd, I'd rather keep it longer because that'll ironically take me less time okay to, yeah, keep it to edit like you know I'll, I'll cut out the things that might get us sued but uh, Good. We, we are the brain co <laughs>
of your fan base. <laughs> We're not the Brian Coe anyone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Brian Coe or Billy Mitchell really have any sort of positive feelings towards each other at all. I, I, well, I, I yeah, don't, I don't think, think... I think Billy doesn't... Yeah, I think Brian's just desperate to be something. There's lots of controversy in Billy Mitchell's scores, but with if you read Steve Weeby's in, internet page on, on Wikipedia, yeah. 2007, Steve Weeby scores 695,500 points while Walter Day serves as official referee. 2008 makes his third attempt at the high score and doesn't quite make it then because um, he had it for a while so basically Steve Weeby had the high score for a while and he lost it but he's become an internet celebrity and all those things uh, there's this wonderful photo Kongoff yes that's what it was called Kongoff um, that was the competition every year I kept right it. yeah um, yeah so it's called Kongoff which is a great name yeah on June 24th 2020 Weeby broke the 1.1 million point barrier by submitting a score of one. Point one, sorry, one million, one hundred six thousand two hundred to Twin Galaxies. Uh, this was performed on original arcade hardware and stands at the tenth best score on the website. So that's for, and there's, it's a wonderful picture. It's quite iconic. There's a. You're gonna show me. You're just gonna look at it yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna show you. There he is with his little fist in the air. Oh, uh, like I love the fact that he sits on bar stools. That's my favorite thing about <laughs> Steve Weeby. He sits on bar stools. Steve Weeby made a cameo. In not only horrible bosses but and pixels, uh, but he's also played uh, Stephen Davison in episode one of Sneaky Pete. So he's on, he's got a TV career out of it. Oh well, there we go. But here we go. Not bad. You're gonna love this as a as a musician. I'm gonna leave you on this. In December 2009, I like good. I like puns basically. So this yeah. is a pun. In December 2009, Steve Weeby released a contemporary Christian album called The King of Song. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't release a Christian contemporary album, Steve Weeby. But yeah, King of Song, the pun. <laughs> you you get points for that. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I think we might now know why his music career didn't take off. <laughs> no, yeah. Hey man, everybody knows the man, that um, Steve Weeby has many talents. <laughs> Sunseed is the is the best Christian rock band ever. Never heard of them. Well, you should watch their video on YouTube because okay. uh, I have a friend of Jesus. The fact that he doesn't wear shoes and socks on the video, the basis is just there. It's sockless, barefoot. It's great. It's it's, it's fast paced, and you're like, yeah, I can get on, on board. And they all look really happy, and yeah, it's amazing. It's got, got a wonderful guitar tone. Um, anyway, yeah. So that's um, so. There's lots of questions there, folks. Like, yeah. did did Billy Mitchell cheat? Possibly. Is it in the public interest to find out if he did or not? Is Possibly. Question. Um, yeah. Did the old Twin Galaxies commit fraudulent activity against the new Twin Galaxies? That's ongoing. We don't know. Hmm. Um, so yeah. the, I mean, you know, like, all you have to do is look at, like, competitive sport, though, to see that, you know, corruption and cheating in sport has always been a big a big part of it. Like, um, for instance, the, the second football World Cup, the 1934 World mm-hmm. Cup, um, was uh, hosted by and won by Italy uh, while they were under Mussolini. And there is quite a high probability that Mussolini's regime paid off the referees so that um, Italy would would win the tournament. Uh, So, you know, there's... In fact, there was the whole thing about Juventus being stripped of all their titles for match fixing. And horse racing as well. Like, horse racing has been fixed since horse racing has been a thing. Like it's so I think to to say that, you know, if, if a lot of these records stand when there's clearly something dodgy going on, like, you know, is it 
really that important to to say that well you know this was this was a person who at the time was 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 celebrated and you know brought a lot of fame and income to video games that at the time is you know definitely helped the industry yeah and brought whole. us you know brought us so much entertainment now so it's just like you know is it really in the public interest to say whether he basically fairly or not i mean the damage has already been done yeah so has it been well okay has the damage been done we don't know if the you know there's there's claims it's all claims well i mean you know uh, uh, billy mitchell's lived the last 30 odd years of his life as a as a kind of like you know a, a gaming rock star like you know, even if it was found out now that that he didn't even know how to play Donkey Kong, like he didn't even have hands or something. Well, the, like, that's, you know. it's a very similar thing that they say about Lance Armstrong. It's like, look, like Lance Armstrong got those wins. So he's got those wins and those yellow jerseys. You might strip his name from the history books, but he's he's got those yeah. seven yellow People jerseys that are seven. all of his. Yeah, and also, and also also everyone else is fucking cheating yeah, as well. So, so like, <laughs> this, he wasn't the only this, one. This is a claim that they they say if you go back, if you want to give the first place to like Lance Armstrong. You have to go all the way back to like 18th place or something like that. It's like to you have to go, re- yes, yeah, to the person who isn't cheating. Like, um, <laughs> they might, they'd have to give first places to somebody who was just on a bike ride in yeah. the same town in France on the same day. So, so, what Matt's saying, folks, is if you want to give the world record to anybody for Gon- Donkey Kong, you need to give it to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Well, we, we don't know if you're legit. Well, um, this uh, is true. But I set, I, I set the high score for for, for Pac Man in the uh, um, the arcade thing that they had at the Thirsty Scholar. Yeah, um, while I used to work there. So well, that, there you go. But we, <laughs> I don't think I got a very good score, but it was. We are turning score. it off though every day because if you turn it off, the score resets. Oh, does that, well, that, that that explains why I got that then? <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, so what we were saying, folks, is basically Brian Fogel, eat your heart out. This is the uh, the Icarus expose uh, of the video game world yeah there you go yeah well there we go yeah we will be back in two weeks time when we talk about the Wisbeach arsonist which if you listen to our bonus episode about hometowns you will know is the town i grew up in uh, in a mystery about who was setting a you grew up in fun. an arsonist <laughs> I, yeah I, that's, that's right i grew up in an arsonist no uh, i grew up in Wisbeach. it's a town in the east of england about 10 years ago there was a spate of deliberately started fires in the town and that's what we're going to be talking about next time. Bye-bye, folks. Bye, folks.